Welcome back, everybody, to the Comic Con podcast. This is season two, episode thirty-five. I am one of your hosts, Zach, aka Milton the Manimal, and with me is my good friend Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? I am the newest of the Magic the Gathering. Oh my god, sellers on whatnot. Now I'm uh, just something new that I'm probably going to be doing for maybe like a week or two, and then that's out because once I get rid of all these cards, they're all gone. So yeah, right. You're you're making money, so you're probably going to purchase more and be like, oh, if you if you see an opportunity to buy more Magic the Gathering cards, I'm sure you'll do it. I think I may end up doing like a box of like Pokemon, like just trying it and doing like ripping packs. I like really want to try break? that. Okay, so <clears throat> hold on before we get into that, because I have questions about this because I don't know anything about card games and stuff. This is actually a fun uh, organic conversation here, but promote real quick for a second. So if you're listening to us, I'm sure you're probably listening to us either on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM, or Google Podcasts, or Amazon, correct, right? So mm-hmm. um, appreciate you guys listening. If you like what you what you hear, send us a comment, question to the comic-con podcast at gmail.com or you can always send us messages to either one of our instagram accounts nemesis prime milton the manimal or the comic-con podcast instagram um but yeah so back to what we were talking about so card breaks so it's okay so is a card break like you buy a pack of cards and it's like oh hey everybody i'm gonna open it here and see what we got that's what it is that's basically what it is yeah (laughs) so like people will buy boxes of like whatever it is magic pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, and they it's just the the thrill of the hunt to to be able to get like whatever if the thing is obviously like some people can't buy cards because the card flippers and scalpers they buy all the, all the boxes and they can't get okay. the latest thing so you know you oh, may spend kind of like kind of like the cons with all the influencers let me right? tell you i can't problem. even imagine i can't even imagine like now as i let me let me answer your question then i'm gonna get to that yeah so yeah, like so maybe you'll spend $10, $15 and they break out the cards and they pull out these cards and and then there's also like some people have these older generation like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, so they'll they'll spend hundreds of dollars and then they pull out they're like the fucking Charizard. Oh my god, it's a foil Charizard. And obviously that's worth like whatever it's worth, but yeah, like more modern stuff obviously it's cheaper. But as far as the Magic the Gathering stuff, like I was thinking about this as I've been doing this is I just ended my fourth show today on the 8th. Yeah. I'm thinking like we have our community, like comic book people. I can't even imagine like what magic is like and like Pokemon and, and, you know, like the same thing. Like, are there influencers or those people that like say, oh, yeah, like I uh, I'm doing this card break. These are brand new boxes and they're really not brand new boxes or like there's got to be something right. There's got to be some type of way to scam or, you know, sound like you're more important than you really are. First off, we should team up with this community and just overthrow all the influencers. Like team up and just take them all down once and for all, finally. All right. But second, didn't wasn't there a big um <clears throat> actually, well, surprise, surprise, wasn't there a big controversy on whatnot about that happening with a card break where someone had like um oh, man. I think it was a Fleer card set. Yeah. Like Fleer basketball or yeah, I think it was basketball. It I was like that's a fake what, fake break, right? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then of course, like we talked about it here on the podcast, like a couple months ago, or at the end of last year, the uh, the Logan Paul, like he opened right. up a box of like Pokemon cards, and they were uh, like GI Joe, or <laughs> couldn't <laughs> have happened to a better person. Oh my god, yeah. So you know, so this is so random. We had no intention of talking about card breaks and Magic the Gathering, but this is kind of interesting. So here's my thing that I don't understand about these card breaks, right? So I get it, like it's 
you know, the excitement, you're in the auction, like, oh, well, I won. Oh, okay, you know, I'm going to open it up, right? That's how it works. You win mm-hmm. first, then they open. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I find it strange, though, because, like, okay, so with comic, I, I can only equate this to comic books, right? You buy the comic book and you're always worried about the condition. Like, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, should he say it's a near mint plus? And then I get this thing and it might be dinged the fuck up, right? So I, I would feel like with these card breaks and stuff, I wouldn't necessarily want them to do that and like finger fuck the the cards. Like I'd mm. much rather be like, you've won it, right? So, okay, ship it to me. I will open it myself and because it's going to be more secure, unbroken in the box, sealed, yep. I would think, right? I mean, logically that makes sense. So it's kind of, I don't know. So the like thing you is- just can't and, wait, I guess. Type so of thing. obviously, you know, for myself being a card expert, you know, just so you yeah, can oh, yeah, step, card step expert, back. Huh? Okay. Um, what like the card collectors they know like what's the good cards in like the latest series that's coming out or okay. that's out or whatever box they're breaking so a lot of times what they'll do is if they get like a pack for cheap they'll go through all the cards and let's just say there's 10 cards in the pack they may pull one card and be like okay like that's obviously the card like just that just send me that or sometimes they may just say just use all the cards as giveaways because they may have so got the nothing. winner will oh okay. yeah the winner may just be like Oh, I got nothing. It was the gamble. You know, it's the same thing like doing raffles for right. comics. So they, you know, they open up a pack, 10 cards. They're all common garbage cards, whatever. So they'll just be like, hey, use that as a giveaway or something like that or give well, away to the next person that wins. Well, man, even more so, I feel like you would want to like, I, okay, second question or another question. This is great. I'm loving this. So how do you even like, well, before you answer this question, I would, I'm concerned. I were like curious, how do you ship a card to make sure it's like safe and doesn't bend on the corners and stuff? Because I'm sure that's still an issue with cards. And even if you, okay, so a little like a plastic sleeves. Yeah, there's sleeve. like plastic sleeves, um, like little tiny sleeves. And then like a, it's called a top loader. Yeah, yeah. And that goes in, in each. Uh, but the way I like, I've been shipping my, you know, I've been doing stacks. So I've been doing lots of like 40. I literally take the 40 cards. I wrap them in like a plastic bag. And then I bubble wrap that. Then I bubble wrap it around, and then I put it into like a, a bubble mailer, basically. So would it be so, would it be like against the rules to like just stack them up, double band a rubber band? Fucking they hate rubber band. bands. People, card people. I'm sure they <laughs> sure. just like if it's for it the card people the that are listening shit, to this, right? they hate. The, yeah, <laughs> they're like well, cringing you, as I'm like talking about rubber banding this shit. Well, yeah, because you figure the rubber band then gets it tight, and then it it pull it pulls around the card, so it right. kind of like frays the edge. The same thing like that. You know, if you go to a shop and the way comics are placed on like a, you know, whether a rack or something, you're like, oh, it's already dinged because of the way it's sitting or something like that. Yeah. So car- card guys and girls are the same way. Like they all have That's their imperfection. Yeah. So like, obviously, like I've been just doing lots. I've been kind of showing the backs like kind of as like a lot. I'm like, oh, here, here's all the cards and here's all the, you know, here's the left side, here's the right side. And then here's the front. So I was like, they're all in good condition. Um, so here's the thing in card world. Cards are either their conditions are near mint, lightly played, moderately played, heavily played, and I want to say that's it. Hmm. So just like our grading system, yeah, except after near mint, <laughs> it's it's actually like yeah used. Yeah, so it's like basic because that's what it is like lightly played because most of these cards are they're card games. So like Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Magic, right. people play them, but a lot of people don't even use these cards because of the value of the card or they're just collectors. So. Right. So what do you do? Do you, so, so you've got like, oh, I got the Charizard gold foil. And so you just make like a, a cutout version of it, like a placeholder. I mean, I, that's what I would do if it was like a valuable card. I'd be like, hey, look, here it is. 
but I'm not bringing it to the game. Or can you, or is that the rule? Like you got to bring it to a game. I don't know. So like I, when I bought this collection, um, there was a few cards that said proxy and I actually Googled. So people like make fake cards. Proxy card. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that's how, cause so like, I don't know. There was like two or three cards that just said proxy. I don't even remember what the cards were. I didn't care. Like I just obviously knew that. Yeah. Like exactly like you said, like scan something and like glued it to the card and that was it. So. So should we be expecting like nerdy girl to cut some lines and get some Pokemon box breaks before everyone who's waiting in line probably soon? Probably not because they don't really do that at conventions at like our <laughs> conventions. Right. Like, Sounds like she might get killed. You could get killed within the card community for something like that. Isn't it like there was like this big uh, drama about like Target and shit recently, right? Like people were coming and buying all those like. Oh, well, yeah. And that's I forget who I was having the conversation with, but it's like uh and it was the same thing it's the same thing with like toy scalpers like like for me back in the day i love how we just completely are not doing anything what we're talking about just cards welcome Um, welcome to the card com podcast yeah seriously (laughs) when i used to work at target and this is going back literally 20 years ago back in like 2002 2003 i was this team leader for the toy department so like i had my own i had toy reps tl you were the tl for the toy department bro so like it was great like I had like a Hasbro rep, a Mattel rep, like, you know, you name it. So like they come in and they're like showing you all the products that are coming out. And then sometimes like the products would be in the stock room and you wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, it's street dated for this. So what people do is they follow these reps around. Like they'll Stalk see them? like- Like it's called stocking. But yeah, stocking basically. <laughs> so they'll go from like the Target to like the Walmart to the Toys R Us back in the day. So they put out the new stuff. So it's the same thing with card people. like. They follow, they see the reps. They're like, oh, the because mm-hmm. in in like Walmart and Targets, the card reps are typically the ones who put out the cards, not like the normal stock people. Okay. So like they'll follow these people like, oh, uh, you know, John's here at Target in, you know, in New Jersey. Oh, he's going to go to the next store. We're going to follow him. So he puts out the next thing. And then they would literally just buy everything as he's like, as they were like putting out the stuff. So mm-hmm. now what they do is they, it's all in cages. Like in the targets by me, they're yeah. like behind customer service in like a giant cage. That's so nuts, you have to dude. ask somebody. Yeah. Even the Funko Pops, their exclusive Funko Pops are the same way too. Wild, dude. Collectibles are wild, man. It's, it's a weird, wild world we live in. Yeah, I know. And there's always those people like, again, and this is the same thing going back to when I was in toys. Like there was this guy, there was like these two guys who would come in literally every morning in the toy department and look for the Mattel cars. Because you got to figure Mattels are like, tiny little cars mm-hmm. they're little on a cardstock hanging on like the hooks they would go through all the cars to like look for like that certain whatever like i don't even know what they're called like treasury car treasury cars or i don't know whatever they're, they are but i'm just like just so you know like there's no new cards or car you know cars out like we didn't restock anything <laughs> like, yeah just bring, just hey man like, nothing sold don't, don't bother like yeah. but I, you know whatever so you'd see that you'd see the same people like every day and eventually Thrill people got to know man. me and then people used to get to know me. They're like, oh, you run this department. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know when this is coming in? And I'm like, listen, I don't know. No, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I mean, it shouldn't be crazy to us in the comic book world, but it is wild to kind of hear about all these other like universes of collecting, you know, and, but hey, more power to you, card oh, heads. Card guys. And even, and you know, again, here, let's go off on another tangent. I was talking to my buddy who I work with and he's in this toy thing. And this is cool. There is a Facebook group called Collectors Helping Collectors. 
So okay. like, let's just say like, I'm looking for a specific like Batman figure and you are, you have it or you found it at like a, you know, like a Target or Walmart out in Texas. Yeah. You sell it to me for the cost plus, uh, plus shipping, no upcharge at all. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's called collectors helping collectors. So there's like, hmm. it's almost like it's basically an even exchange, like whatever you paid for it, you're going to get your money back. You're going to help people out. It's good karma. Like <laughs> we could yeah. use some of that in the community. I don't, yeah, I don't community. even know if there's like comic stuff like that. I feel like everyone's out to make us. a buck. You know, well, you, yeah. you get stuff from me and I've, I think I've picked up a couple of things for you. Like the star Wars, little uh, graphic novels I found. Oh yeah. And then all like the, the transform, not transformers, all the Dr. Afra, the ghost Rider stuff yeah. that you've been looking to complete your yeah. stuff. Like anytime I'm out, I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, obviously hell it's like I paid $5 for the book and charging you $5. So it's not like an right. upcharge, but yeah, no, it, that's, that's different. But like, and on a brand new book, I feel like most people would be like, uh, yeah, it was it just came out uh $10 plus shipping, but it, it's $4 yeah. at the store. Yeah. I want double. Yeah. Imagine buying an exclusive that's limited to a certain number for a con and then turning around five minutes later and selling it for damn near t- double or triple to the community that you claim to be a part of. I mean, imagine that. Imagine hmm. a world where that exists. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, well, fun little comic, or I mean, a uh, card talk right there. And uh, with that being said, we're going to move on to comic community. So um, this is kind of a, for lack of a better term, a legacy topic here. Obviously, you know, we talked about it. Everyone's talked about it ad nauseum, and we're not going to get into like the details of the acetate gate of C2E2. But um, something we did want to talk about that everyone seems to be talking about and Justin and I kind of want to explore some maybe different aspects of this topic was obviously if you guys haven't been paying attention or you know didn't realize this, um, the owner of Black Flag Comics recently posted a video kind of expressing some marital issues and uh, situation involving his wife and Clayton Crane. Um, pretty heartbreaking video to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to talk about it, but I kind of want, before we get into like what we think about the situation, I want to preface this by saying like, you know, I've seen people report on it and kind of talking about it. And I've struggled with like what we should do with this and, and what I thought would be the proper way to go about this because and this is like different than comic books. I mean, this is a man's life here. And by mm. no means do I have much respect for this guy uh, from Black Flag Comics. But that doesn't mean I wish ill will upon him or, you know, happy to see him fall. I know some people are like, oh, karma, karma. And don't get me wrong. I believe in karma. And this quite possibly could be karma. Um, but it doesn't mean I, I you know, I, I want to glorify. I, I, I'm not crazy about all the memes coming out, man. Like mm-hmm. you've seen all of them. Like, yeah, of course. It's people are going hard on it. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's crazy. Um, or I don't think it's great. Um, in the video and Justin's going to play some of the clips of some different stuff for us here in a minute, but you know, he, he mentioned suicide and before we kind of talk more, you know, I want to make sure everyone knows like, uh, you know, the suicide hotline out there, you can pick up the phone, you can dial 988. It's 24 seven. Um, it's something you should use if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to or things are just not going right. Like, please, please, please dial this number, man. Um, Justin and I both are very, very big on uh, mental health. Um, we'll probably Justin's going to talk about his kind of experience with mental health. So sorry to get so heavy after we just had a mm-hmm. fun card topic. But um, yeah, I uh, myself personally, 
for work, I'm part of a crisis negotiation team. I'm also on the peer peer support team. Um, I was a peer mediator for a long time. So I think these things are very important. I think we live in a culture where, especially as, you know, as men, we've been told to not speak about our feelings. And I do not think that's the way to go about things. Um, mm -hmm. Mental health is very important, probably the most important thing, probably even more important than physical health, to be honest with you. So, um, so yeah, Justin, what about you? What are your thoughts on like the mental health issue and stuff? Yeah. So obviously, like Zach said, it, it's a very touchy subject. And, you know, Zach and I kind of talked about this and, you know, we, again, I, I we don't, we don't want to think that we're, we're out there and we're bashing this, you know, uh, Jason Wallace of Black Flag Comics, but it's tough, you know, like I'll, you know, I, I, of course, you all know who we are. We're always real. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about my, you know, mental thing, like, uh, probably 2014, 2015, like even bef before I met with my wife, before I was even on YouTube, before I even need, do, knew there was like a YouTube community yeah. and I was kind of just basic in collecting, like I fell into a depression, like to no end. Like I, um, I was going to work. I was on depression medication. I would literally go to work. I'd come home. I'd eat. Uh, luckily, I was living at my parents still, so I had them. But like, they didn't really know that I was even going to, um, you know, therapy. That I was on pills. I literally would eat dinner. I'd go back into my room, and literally the only thing, and you know, and I've spoken to this on to to the person is the only thing that like literally got me through the rest of the night to like just to fall asleep was like Xanax and watching Star Wars Clone Wars on Netflix. Like, that's how long ago this was when Star Wars Clone Wars was on Netflix. Like, yeah. And I spoke to Ashley Eckstein when I met her in WonderCon. And I said, you know, watching that series, like, literally got me through, like, a hard time. And, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's legit tough. And I didn't really have anybody to talk to. Like, I didn't know if I could talk to my parents. Or I could talk to my brother about it. So, yeah, I was in therapy. Like, I was on pills, um, depression medication. I was on anxiety pills, like Xanax, because of work and just, like, other stuff that I was dealing with didn't have anybody It wasn't in a relationship. So yeah, mental health is a big thing. Uh, and I know from being like, I just said, like, that's, you know, to me, like firsthand, like, right. Nobody else knows that. And now everybody who's listening to the podcast knows about this. So I have no problem speaking about it. And for the people that are dealing with mental problems, like, please like reach out to someone. There is always someone to talk to and it's just rough. You know, I, mm -hmm. It, it's an absolute, it was a rough time, especially in my life. And, you know, my, and then I met my wife probably like a month or two later, you know, we just started dating and I kind of spoke about it to her a little bit like back then, but yeah, it was, it was a rough time, you know, for, for me. So, you know, for what's going on with the owner of Black Flag Comics, it's, it's very tough. And, you know, obviously, like Zach said, the memes that are out there are, are pretty, are pretty wild, yeah, but man. Yeah. you know, the one, the reason why we wanted to bring this up was because like, the one person in the community who is out there on Instagram and made like a reel about this and really didn't talk about the, the idea and exactly what this video was. This video was 11 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Um, it's called April Wallace leaves her grifter husband for Clayton crane. Like it's, it's over on black flags, you know, comic YouTube channel, but like the person in question, you may, may all know him, Reggie, Reggie Simmons, Reggie collects, whatever. He did this, you know, reel where he basically talks about it and how it's how he originally he thought it was like a hoax and it was fake. And then he kind of goes into it a little bit, but saying like it's it's sad or whatever. But I don't think he really understood, you know, what it was about. Like, I don't really get it that he doesn't understand that like 
the, the gentleman was talking about like killing himself, putting a gun to Clayton Crane's head and forcing him off his property. And that's the thing that I just don't get why Reggie didn't understand this. Like when he was, you know, doing this, like, I feel like you literally just did this for the views. Right. And I made a comment too. Huh? That's the vibe I got. Yeah. So I made a comment on Reggie's post and I'm, I'm going to read it and I'm going to read his reply. I said, we all have struggles in our lives, but adding more fuel to the fire for views is just crude. Maybe if you are going to bring it to your audience, you talk about how he talks about killing himself and say, if you're struggling to get help or reach out to, or reach out to me, meaning Reggie, Mm -hmm. he was a cocky clown meaning the owner of Black Flag at C2E2 in his Facebook live video. Yes. If he was so dealing with these issues, then don't talk. Don't talk to people like they're pieces of garbage and then turn around and cry wolf. So that was my comment to Reggie in a a way of saying that not only I think you're wrong for making this video, but also you should have been saying something like this, knowing that in the background of your video, this guy's crying. Right. And he responded to me saying, it's a great point. I've been talking with several people offline about reaching out to him. Several folks have had situations occur in their own lives similar to this and wanted to reach out and offer thoughts and prayers. Did he completely miss like my first opening comments, like statements about this? Yeah, it rings hollow to me too. Like, yeah, I've been thinking about reaching out to this guy after I just blasted him on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know, like I said earlier, you struggle to even kind of talk about this, but obviously it's the comic book community and it is news. Um, it's unfortunate news. Like, like, like I, and I, I'm sure Justin agrees. Neither one of us are fans of what this guy did. Okay. Like mm-hmm. not that I, you'll never hear me say anything in defense of this, this guy, black flag comics. Like um, he chose money over ethics and, that never goes well for you, in my opinion. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, the, the karma thing, people are saying, oh, karma, he's getting he's getting what he deserves. Uh, you know what? Like, I don't know if that equates, bro. Like, just because he screwed you out of like a $60 fucking comic book or whatever it was, I'm not entirely sure that equates for his like life to 20 be 20 years of like marriage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, his life to like... be upended. Um, but what I will say is, and I, Justin and I talked about this offline is, hey, look, man, you play with shady characters and you play with other shitty, shitty people, shitty things happen. That's not, you shouldn't be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I, I think Justin and I sit on the same side here. When we, I, I'm not partaking. I'm not laughing at anyone's memes. I'm also, I don't want anyone to think I'm out here. Like, cause I've had friends, close friends in the comic book community who are posting, you know, memes and stuff about it. And that's just not my style. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I'll go hard on people who, you know, fuck around like the, <laughs> the influencers. Don't get me wrong, man. I'll get in the dirt on shit like that. But, um, I don't know, dude. I, 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 I think I kind of, I think this is where I draw the line. Um, yeah, I'm just not with it. And look, I, as far as I come, you know, my thoughts and prayers with him, um, there's a hard time. Uh, I, I don't make any excuses for the things he's done. And, uh, but ah man, I don't wish this shit on anyone. So. No, it's definitely it's definitely rough. And and like we said, you know, we're 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 here for the community. So if you have a story or you want to speak to someone, you know, don't be afraid. Reach out to Zach. Reach out oh, to yeah. myself. You know, we anytime. We'll, absolutely, we'll talk to you. Whatever on the phone, you know, Instagram, phone, whatever that is, like chatting, whatever it is. Um, because like I said, I I know what it's like. 
I mm-hmm. firsthand, you all just heard my story. Like it was, it was very heartbreaking and it was upsetting. And yeah, I, I hated, I hated being up, like going to work. I was so busy at my job that I never th- think about it, but that's probably maybe because I was on, you know, depression meds. And right. then like, once I was out of work, like I was on Xanax and like, just to maintain my balance. And I just didn't want to be up and I couldn't wait to go to sleep every day. And that's people, sh- you shouldn't be like that. And like you said, Zach, like mental health is probably more important than physical health. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, final, final words on this. Like you said, if, if you're feeling any kind of suicidal thoughts or if your friends are anyone, you know, you know, make sure they reach out 988 on your phone. You can text message that as well. It's the suicide and crisis lifeline, always available 24 um, seven. If you're listening to us now, you're one of our friends as far as we're concerned. So if you want to reach out, please feel free to do so. Um, anytime message you back, uh, like I spoke earlier, I'm a part of a peer support team. I've been doing this for about two or three years now. So um, everything is very confidential as well. If you ever feel like you do want to reach out and talk and uh, myself and Justin are always available. So mm-hmm. that being said, um, final, final words. Yeah, the shit that happened with Black Flag in terms of like the the con and everything was fucked up and not great. But I think this is time to have a little bit of grace for us and the community and kind of you know, let's not, let's not dig a deeper hole for this guy. You know, yeah. That's not going to end well. And if you post in memes and this guy ends up killing himself, like, I don't know if that's me, I'm going to feel pretty shitty about it. So true. Um, but yeah, boom. Okay. So that shit's done. That was dark. We went from magic, the gathering cards <laughs> to like <laughs> suicide prevention. Well, we're, we're very realists. important stuff. You know, yeah, we got, yeah. Yeah. It's dude stuff that needs to be brought ahead. We're, we're real, bro. Like, so like Justin said, I mean, we'll always talk about the topics. We've, we've never hedged away from any topic um, that, you know, needs to be talked about. So moving on to comic book news, Jason Aaron's Avengers run ends with Dr. Doom trying to erase Marvel's history. So break this down for you. Jason Aaron's run on the Avengers concludes with all of Earth's mightiest heroes coming together and Dr. Doom trying to erase all Marvel history. So... If you are reading Jason Aaron's Avengers run right now, you know that there's been kind of an ongoing sort of crossover with Avengers, Avengers Forever, as well as like a couple one shots with the Avengers of 1 million BC. Um, this has kind of been going on for a little bit with Jason Aaron's run. We're seeing like this, you know, the, the new Phoenix, um, Star Brand, and all these characters. So this is all kind of going to culminate in what they're saying is going to be the biggest Avengers storyline of all time okay so a massive three parts three part story arc assembling earth's mightiest avengers avengers of 1 million bc and a number of marvel variants meaning the characters from the avengers uh forever run so this all kind of kicks off in uh oh man i lost the date Um, december december is when the the first issue starts uh Mm -hmm. okay so yeah in december it starts and it's going to run back and forth with avengers forever and uh, Avengers Forever will end at issue 12. I think it's going to start with Avengers Assemble. The, the, the arc is called Avengers Assemble. There's going to be an Avengers Assemble Alpha. Then we'll have part two, part three, moving forward, ending with Avengers Assemble, or I mean, Avengers Forever number 12. And knowing Marvel, I bet you there'll be an Avengers Assemble Omega that they just haven't Of course. Yet. Yeah, right? Yeah. So um, it's good stuff, man. I mean, the, the run right now is really fun. What you're seeing is... Oh, he's planted. Jason Aaron's kind of planted the seeds throughout his run of like this prehistoric Avengers team, implying that Avengers have been around, you know, since the dawn of time. 
uh, moving forward to a lot of Mephisto stuff as well as kind of like a uh, evil, wow, God, it's not Scott Squadron. Um, oh, man. Oh, Master, Multiversal Masters of Evil. So recently in like mm-hmm. Avengers Forever and Avengers, you're seeing the Multiversal Masters of Evil, and that's kind of the Doctor Doom, Doom Supreme that we're talking about. We're not talking about the 616 Doctor Doom here, but um, it's cool, man. I've enjoyed Jason Aaron's run. Um, I'm sure if you've been listening to us for a while, you know Jason, or Justin and I's take on runs where like the perfect run is around 30 <laughs> issues, right? Then, yeah. So this is kind of moving towards what, issue 63? Um, wow. I'm assuming it's going to end at what, like 65? Because they always ended at like a... Yeah, I know. would think it's going to end at some point. Um, especially with all the, with all the Avengers. Cause obviously they just, this week, they just have that all out Avengers number yeah, one. Right. So I would think, I think, you know, Jason Aaron's story will be done by the end of this. And what's interesting is mm-hmm. like, they have the big baddie is Mephisto. That's what they're talking. Yeah. One of the big baddies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's kind of been pulling the strings on this multiversal masters of evil, um, behind the scenes a little bit, but, um, it should be good, dude. I mean, I, I I'm I think it's about time for Jason Aaron to move on from Avengers and, you know, we'll end it. We'll start, I'm sure, with a new number one and a new team moving forward. But um, it's been good. If if you haven't read it, if you aren't reading Jason Aaron's run, I would suggest it. I wouldn't I wouldn't by any means say it's groundbreaking, um, but it's it's been enjoyable. I haven't like I haven't been like, oh, God, OK, another Avengers book. And the Avengers Forever stuff's been pretty cool, too, with the uh, the different variants. So. Did you, have you been reading this at all? No. The only thing I have been reading is The Forever. Um, okay. I talked about it. Uh, the last issue with the, the, the Thor, or, yeah, the Thor um, Iron Fist yeah. like, oh, crossover yeah, yeah. thing was, was, was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much I haven't read the regular Avengers. I know the, with the 1 billion BC Avengers, mm. but uh, I've been really only in keeping up with the Avengers Forever just because I know it's going to be a shorter run. Do you feel like just reading Avengers Forever – you're getting the story like you're, you're uh, a wondering. little bit. I mean, obviously with the, the multiverse of evil uh, characters, I get it a little bit, but uh, of course, like if they do it, if they do it well, where Avengers assemble or the regular ongoing Avengers can continue mm-hmm. and you can understand everything. But I think that's what probably the alpha will do like the yeah. one shot to start in November and then everything will start in December. And then like you said, we'll probably get an Omega. So yeah, for sure. When's the last time they did an alpha and no omega? Yeah, right. Like they have to. It's you know what that reminds me. Speaking of that, because I think they did that with Daredevil, the Devil's Reign stuff. They did Devil's Reign Alpha, and I think initially they had no plans to do an omega, and then when Omega came out, it was honestly I want to say like a well not a month because that'd probably be normal, but like it was a month and a half later or something. It Mm -hmm. felt like they were like, oh, here's an omega, (laughs) you know, like they totally forgot about it or something. Yeah, I don't know. So cool. Um, yeah, check that out. Avengers Forever, Jason Aaron's epic run, culminating in the largest Avengers crossover or event of all time. Okay, so next up, we're going to talk about the new Black Adam trailer that just dropped today. Justin, lead us into it. Yeah, this is, uh, of course, the second trailer. Uh, this trailer definitely shows off a lot more stuff. Uh, of course, Coming out in just over a month, October 21st is right around the corner for the first, I guess, real big DC film. Like first, mm-hmm. I guess, post uh, Suicide Squad and right, nothing else, right? Other than Wonder Woman. 
Well, like the Batman, yeah. obviously there was that, but the, as part of like the cinematic universe that's still engulfed in, uh, you know, the Snyderverse, right? Right, right. So uh, this latest trailer definitely shows out a lot, shows a lot more of the heroes. You, mm-hmm. you get a lot more of, I, I love it, uh, Hawkman, you get Adam Smasher, Cyclone, Dr. Fate, and, I mean, and Black Adam, man, he's just awesome. Like the Rock is just doing his thing, you know. You know, you see a lot of stuff in the background, these inner interstellar, you know, space right riders and like the guns. I definitely think it's like um, the uh, what's that organization from D.C., the inner yang, because oh, they yeah. use like yeah. they use a lot of weapons from like apocalypse. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's what you, you see a lot of that, because that's the only thing that I'm thinking that could actually harm Black Adam. You know, in the trailer, you don't really see too much that can harm him unless it's the heroes trying to hold him back. But right. Right. He's got some badass quotes, you know. He's got the uh, "I kneel to no one," you know. That's kind of like a Zod thing. I, I man, I really want Cavill to come back and play Superman to fight him. Yeah, it looked epic, dude. For sure, this this trailer definitely emphasized more of the Justice Society. You even got mm-hmm. like a little bit of you know the name drop for the Justice Society. Um, I think we knew Amanda Waller was coming, but it was awesome to see her in the trailer, hear her voice, and so that really kind of ties everything together, like. I know all of us out there are really hoping, of course, everything's like an upheaval with, you know, the Snyder verse and all that, mm-hmm. but like they got to stick to it somehow and just move forward and not no reboot, keep it connected, go forward. It's the only way to do it. So having little characters like a like Waller being there, like in peacemaker and here and everything really connects it all. So, um, yeah, it looks great, dude. Um, I'm sure you got the X Men vibes when the uh, the jet comes out of right, like, opens definitely. up like out of the, in the front of the mansion. I'm just in like, well, oh, that's like a stolen from like X. Honestly, I actually looked at the mansion. I was like, is that the mansion they always use in like the X X Men movies <laughs> and like all that stuff too? For sure, yeah. Total rip off DC. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Doctor Fate looks great. I I think yeah. he's going to be amazing in that too. Um, and, you know, and these are characters that could stay around for like if they do well, maybe a solo movie or showing up somewhere else like, like their own society movie. origin yeah yeah just give them their own movie if this yeah. does well so i mean you got four characters that are big you know decently you know their names that have been around for a while for the most right. part i mean cyclone's probably the youngest you know early 2000s but everybody else has been around since like the 40s or 50s so yeah dude and you could bring in new characters he's like our man dr midnight uh sandman which we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about some sandman here coming up but um yep. Yeah, it looked good, dude. It looked really good. Um, it's nice to see they didn't push the date back like every other oh, DC property right now. I think they need. I think I feel like they needed at least one movie to make some money this year, basically. Yeah, yeah. So cool, great. That's that's fun stuff. Um, so moving on from that, we are going to talk. Let's just let's roll right into Sandman. We're going to do mm-hmm. a Sandman review. So um, obviously, Sandman dropped. It's been a while. We're definitely kind of late to the party on the, the Sandman. Review. At the end of July. Into July, right? Yeah. Um, well, there was so much. There was Paper Girls. There was this. There was there was everything that was coming out. You know, right. I can't, we're not we're not like uh, IGN or other places <laughs> that literally like binge watch it or yeah, have no one's seen paying it. me to sit there and watch shit. Unfortunately, yeah. Like I'm not gonna do it all in one or two days, and then immediately we're gonna do the review. Like, yeah, take some time. Like, get a, give a chance to everybody to watch it. So this review is coming from two people who haven't read Sandman. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, Justin? So, you know, not knowing the universe at all, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was badass. Like, I know from speaking with my comic shop owner and even people that have read the series, it's very hard to get through. Like, it's very, it's a lot of stuff to understand. But I feel like 
in the world of TV and film, like you can make it absorb easily. And I loved it. Like I thought the first couple episodes of, of dream, like trying to find his stuff, get out of his prison. All that stuff is straight out of the comics. Right. Um, you know, the fourth episode is probably my, the, the two favorite episodes are parts, of course, like the episode with death, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I, Again, I'm very like iffy on how I feel about it. Like the whole opening conversation is straight out of Sandman number eight. And that's the only Sandman book I own because I like death as a character. And all that beginning stuff with them like sitting in the um, sitting in the the park all happens. All literally it's word for word. The only difference is like they're sitting in front of like a fountain. They're sitting in a fountain talking to each other like dream and death. And I just didn't, you know, it was just so hard to wrap my head around the character of death as, as a black actress, because I'm so used to seeing her as a white, like just pale white black hair person, like creature or endless, whatever. But I loved it. I loved death. And then the best thing next was the episode with him and the guy who like can't die and they meet up every. Oh yeah, years. dude, that was the best episode by far. Oh, like that is like, so, it was so cool. Um, Hob, right? I think yeah, it's Hob. Hob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just it's very interesting. Like when they go to meet, they go to see the bar, and it's like run down, and mm-hmm. then you start getting the history of like when they first see him in like the 1500s, and Death and him walk into the bar, and you know they have their conversation, and they say, oh, "I'll see you in a hundred years. I'll see you in a hundred years." And it's it's just such a cool concept, yeah. and it's straight out of the comics again. But obviously, I've never read it. But there was a lot of things that I thoroughly enjoyed about this. Like, I know they, they, they talked about it that they don't know if they're going to be able to do a season two because of how expensive it is. But man, like I told, you know, I told my wife, I told my parents, I was like, yo, you got to check this out. Like my wife's not into like the comic book stuff, but I'm like, yo, this isn't superhero stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can really get behind it. And I'm excited to like watch it again because I, I want to see things that I missed that first time around. But all the characters are cool. Like the Corinthian, Lucifer, yeah. uh, despair desire like they're all all the the whole like concept like they're Mm -hmm. endless like they're kings of their world like that's just so cool and i feel like i can't believe i've never read sandman for this reason yeah i'm with you i really really enjoyed it as well um i mean i'm not surprised it cost so much because visually it was stunning uh Mm -hmm. there's amazing visuals on this show um i think one of the things i really enjoyed the most about it was the like the the for, the storytelling form it had. So like, you know, you start out and it's like, oh, he gets out, he, he's been held captive. And if you were really to take this as any other comic book show or Netflix show, you would have been like, okay, so the whole first season is basically him getting back his tools. And that's what yeah. I kind of thought we were going to get, 10 episodes of him getting back his tools. Yep. And then the show I was like, oh God, okay, well, that's going to be 10 episodes of that shit. And uh, they did it in like four or five. And then it's almost like the show was broken up. Not almost. It really was kind of broken up into two stories, two story arcs with like a little bit in the middle. So you had like the story arc of him getting back his like his tools of power or whatnot and his like of, of his office. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Hobbes storyline. You had the death stuff with him. And then you also kind of had, of course, the Rose Walker stuff. The Rose Walker is like the later, like the last story arc of the season and then in the middle, well, throughout the obviously themes stuck throughout the whole thing, like him being kind of like in the early parts of the uh, the show, he's out of touch and he's kind of cold and he's a mm-hmm. dick. And then you see how like the dreaming and the librarians kind of teaching him, like, and he's starting to kind of embrace humanity a little bit and interact with them. Um, 
the Corinthian was awesome throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, his eyes were the, among the creepiest shit I've ever seen in my life. The like that, serial killer convention. The serial killer convention <laughs> was totally crazy. Um, it was just really, really good. I, I liked how it was done. I think my only complaint, and this is just, this is like not a complaint, but just like I wanted, it, it's a complaint that I feel like speaks to the show is I wanted more. I just want to know, mm-hmm. talk more about the endless. Who are the other ones you didn't mention? You know, talk about delirium, talk about destruction. Um, give me more of the endless. I just want to know more about that. And of yeah, course, like the, the like nightmare, saved. Uh, uh, gallant, like that girl who was, yeah, who yeah. showed up as uh, Rose's, um, Rose's brother's mother. Right. That makes sense. Which that was a cool episode too because it tied it into like the DC universe. I mean, you saw stuff like you saw Captain Cold on a TV screen. Yeah. You saw Psycho Pirate. You know, he had a Flash action figure. So it was fun because they leaned into the DC universe without making it Easter eggy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, obviously they moved away from Constantine. Like, um, so I didn't read any of the books, but of course, as the show was going on, I was kind of like checking to see, Oh, it's very much following the storyline. So mm-hmm. they took out Constantine. Obviously they didn't bring up Wesley Dodds and kind of the, the Sandman from justice society, which plays a part as well. But they stayed true to the DC universe, which I thought was really cool. I really liked that. Um, it was fun too watching it with my wife because she watched uh, Lucifer, and so that first scene where they go to hell and hit, and Lucifer's like Mazakin was right there. And my wife goes, "Oh, that must be Mazakin," and I'm like, "Oh, who the fuck's Mazakin?" You know? so <laughs> she kind of like telling me about it because I never watched Lucifer either. Yeah. And then when the show was over, I because I, I kind of looked like what maybe season two is going to be about, like Lucifer's story arc in a way, and I was asking her like. Well, how does Lucifer start? Like, how does he end up on Earth? And honestly, if you if you match them up, it looks like it kind of could be moving that way. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a different Lucifer portrayal and whatnot, which was great. But um, yeah, it was, I just, it was, it was wild. Was, it was like, good. even their little fight, their mind fight, yeah, their mind game fight was pretty interesting. The only thing that I will say that was kind of like a slowdown for me was the episode where um, the guy... Uh, you talking about the diner? The diner. Wow, dude, you fucking hit me right. You know, yeah. Man. Like that was just weird. Like it, it was cool, but it was slow too. I get you. It was like a whole episode of that. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just like this is not the show that I like because then he dies. Like it just or not really. Yeah, he basically yeah. dies. It's just like this is really like unnecessary. Yeah, it seemed like, like it really only introduces like the guys minutes. for the serial killer part. Like, right. Right. I really was kind of like um, that should have been half that episode maybe mm-hmm. because then you know I, it was it was jarring in a way because it just starts and he's in the diner and now you're learning all about these new ca- and I'm like do I need to know these characters yep. like I need to invest in these diner people you know the diner mm-hmm. dudes um, it was cool though and I'm sure people who read the comics were very much like this is awesome this is so great um, because you're you're getting like a long format of like a little story that probably happened in a book and you're getting the mm-hmm. whole that was probably like a one whole issue or two issues in like one shit one episode. Um it was cool but I felt that way so I, I was with you on that. Yeah, that was the only thing that like, like discouraged me from like the the series itself for this first season was I was just I was actually finding myself fast forwarding a little bit because like you said I'm like do I really care do I need to know like I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to need to know any of these characters and then you know, obviously that that story arc ends. But what's great about this season is like 
it's not, you know, like like you said in the beginning, it's not going to be like, all right, the whole season is him going to try and every couple episodes, he's going to get one of his like right. things back. He's going to get the bag of sand. He's going to get his helm back. Like, it's not that. He literally gets everything by like the fourth episode or fifth episode. And then you still have five episodes to go. Mm-hmm. And it's still rolling with like two story arcs because again, like it's straight out of the comic. So it's, it's a continuous story about Sandman and you know, who's kind of playing the parts behind the scenes, like who's doing certain things. And then obviously by the end of season one, you find out who kind of, you know, put him in the, you know, put him in the bubble, like, you know, kind of moved everything kind of moved the pieces like a chessboard. I'll tell you, I think the thing, um, you said the diner was kind of the thing that slowed you up the most. And I, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but the actress who played Rose Walker was horrible. I just, I couldn't, her emotions were just, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like, it was after like two episodes of it, I remember watching it and I turned to my wife and I go, is it just me or is she a bad actress? And she goes, oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. Like she just, her reactions and her emotions and like mm-hmm. to, to like every situation that happened, I was like, this is, this is crappy. <laughs> like, it really no, sucks. I agree. Um, so I want to ask you this because you mentioned it to me and I'm assuming, I don't know if you ever went back, but the bonus episode, did you finish the bonus nope. episode? You stopped watching it. Nope. Just at the scene where the cats yep. go in the water. Yep. I knew where I was going. I was like, nope, <laughs> dude. Well, the, like you might've liked the, how the episode ended though. Nope. Don't care. I don't even want to know. So, I mean, I'm sure it turns better, but I was like, the moment I saw that guy outside <laughs> with the bag, I'm like, and the girl's like, where are you going? And I'm like, nope, I know where this is going. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, it was announced uh, 10 episodes they did. A, and then they had like a kind of surprise bonus episode, um, which they divided up into two stories. And the first one is about, uh, I, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's the thousand cats, cats of a thousand, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Sandman fan out there like wringing his hand at me right now as I murder that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so it kind of talks about this this idea that like, Cats initially were the leaders of the world. They were like these large creatures, bigger than humans. And what happened was all the, and they, and humans were like subservient to them. They would eat them, play with them. They'd get cleaned by humans. But then all the humans banded together. A thousand humans banded together. A dream of a thousand cats. That's what it's called. A thousand humans would band together and they dreamed that the world was different. And because they did that, it changed the world. And that then humans became what, the world as we know now. So hmm. this mother of the cats that Justin's talking about, that has all of her kittens murdered is like going around and kind of grassroots movement, trying to convince cats to all dream together. And if they can get a thousand cats to dream together of a world where they're dominant dream tells her that it can happen. It would, they can change the world. But then it also is kind of funny because it's like, well, when are you going to be able to get a thousand cats to dream the same thing? Mm-hmm. So it was cool. It was animated. Um, the second story was, and so you didn't watch the second part either. Nope. Okay. So no, the second kind of because I just I don't know like right. that thing like kind of just it obviously bothered me. I was like, yeah, I can't continue. I I, I knew where it was going. Gotcha. And then I was just like, well, it probably doesn't add anything to like this season for me. Like I kind of want to go off on like a high note, I guess. Well, I will say that the second episode or the second part of that episode does like it's a story about Calliope, who's one of the uh, muses from like Greek literature, Homer's muse. Mm-hmm. And you find out more about uh, how she was previously Dream's wife. They had their son together, Orpheus. And it, you know, it, t- it talks about how Orpheus dies a little bit. It doesn't really give you any information. But Calliope is kind of like held hostage by this writer who's using her to you know, 
write more classics and be successful. And she's held prisoner. And is that really the same kinda... girl who's in hell? No, no, that's different. That's another one of his okay. lovers. But um, it's really good because it kind of shows Calliope hates Morpheus. They despise each other as far as she's concerned. But she has to reach out to him because she has no other, like no one else is helping her. Uh-huh. And it shows the change of Morpheus from previous to now and how they kind of talk about how he's like, look, I'm, I'm different now. I've experienced a few, you know, some different things. So it kind of really um, shows the growth of his character. And it's a cool story too. Um, and it's, like I said, it touches on how they have a, a son together, which is, you know, might be kind of important later. So um, all in all, what would you rank it? Uh, it definitely was probably one of the best comic book series that I've watched in a very long time. Agreed. Like, Marvel, yeah. DC, indie, like, and again, like, like we said earlier, we've, you and I have never read anything. Right. Like, so the fact that like, it, you can literally take it and I can watch and I, and I will watch the series again. I thought it was amazing because there are like so many little things that I didn't pick on. Like obviously Cain and Abel, like mm-hmm. their, his, that history of like biblical, like there's so much stuff that you're just like, you want to know about like i mean i know about like Cain and abel but like there's just so many little things that like right. show up in the series that like you said like the little hidden easter eggs and then there's other things that are just so much important that like you want i want to go back and check out so yeah i thought it was a great i i would definitely highly recommend it to anybody who you know hasn't watched it and who even if you again if you've never read the series it doesn't matter like you can go into this completely blind and enjoy it yeah, agreed. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, God, I mean, visually, it's amazing. It's breathtaking. Um, some of the scenes and and whatnot. So check it out if you haven't watched it. You know, I'd like to see more. So you know, it's going to take views and buy in from viewers to make the convince them to do it again to do another season. And I would, I don't doubt it that it cost a lot of money. I mean, shit, man. Oh yeah, I mean it's complete. It's literally all green screen until they're like in the human world, right, they're not right. in, in the dreaming. And I think yeah. it's just so cool, like how they name everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely can't wait to go back and rewatch it again when I have a yeah. chance. Cool. So that's uh, our TV news for Mar or for DC slash Vertigo, and now we're gonna move on to a little pre, you know, mid season review as we usually do here of the Marvel shows. Uh, we're gonna talk about She Hulk. So episodes. One through four have come out. It's like nine episodes. So we thought we'd we'd, we'd, we'd hit the mid-season here after episode four. So, um, Justin, you want to start us off with She-Hulk thoughts? I'm kind of yeah, I'm um, actually I'm interested to see. <laughs> you're always interested in About what you're going to say because, oh, man. All right. So, yeah, going into this, you know, the first trailer was eh, And then I, you know, but I was like, I was still behind it. And the second trailer got me going. Like, I'm really interested to see this series. So it was like, you know, let's let's check this out, right? Let's. You know, I, I'm excited for the series. Um, I feel like the first episode kind of started off strong. Like, obviously, you know who you get to learn who she is. You see Bruce, you know, the whole story of them training. I thought it was interesting. Um, and then past that, like, I don't know, like, I really not I'm not too fond of this series. And you know what? And I know everyone's out there. They're, you know, everyone's like, well, if you haven't read like She-Hulk, you don't get it. Or I mean, I like the fourth wall breaking stuff. Um, I feel like this series is just like, I feel like it's not the worst of the Marvel stuff, but right. it's definitely not the best of the Marvel stuff. So, you know, I feel like 
we came off of like a high from Ms. Marvel. I thought that was great. And then you're going into this and I feel like the only, like I love this past week's episode, uh, episode four with Wong. Like I find you finally got to see some fighting. You, you got to team up like, and that's cool. Like, I feel like that's really what, you know, they talked about in like the first episode or even in like the trailers, like, Oh, there's going to be cameos. Like you're going to see Bruce and Bronski and, mm-hmm. and Wong. Well, that's cool. We got to see Wong and her fight like some demons, which was pretty dope. Um, Again, we always talk about it. Marvel just can't keep villains bad, right? So mm-hmm. Bronski's got to be a rehabilitated person and is not the abomination and the abomination that we know, whether in comics or from the Hulk film. So not really a fan of how they went with that. Um, and then just, you know, I really don't know where they're going to go with like this series. Like, I guess you really just watch it to watch it. You know, they obviously and I feel like we've talked about this every series or everything that's coming out, like everything can't move the phase like we like they should. Yeah. Like I feel like just watch it every week and either you enjoy it, you don't. But for right now, I'm like at a plateau, like at least episode four was cool. Like I said, a little bit with the the team up thing. But, you know, um, I don't know. I guess we're going to get more Titania because that's kind of how this cliffhanger left after episode four so that's about it for me on this one what about you man how are you how are you liking it or not liking it yeah uh i came into it on a high where i was like oh, i'm really looking forward to this i think it's gonna be really good and i'm kind of in the same spot you are right now where i'm not i'm not like weekly looking like where i'm like oh man can't wait to watch she hulk this week um and uh, dude i, I want to say something here and i don't want it to come across like i like this is something that bugs me necessarily because like i don't really care but i feel like it's been going kind of hard in the paint against like um the reverse of you know i don't know if it's a hardcore feminism like i honestly feel like every time they talk it's like really trying to bring down like men in a way mm-hmm. i don't know. I agree yeah that's that, like that third episode like what was the point of having like two stories in that third episode where they had to have the guy you know like uh, dating like a shapeshifter right? right like there was no point to have that in the episode at all like, yeah. just keep it to she-hulk like why do you got to make men look stupid because they believe that they can date megan de stallion well and it wasn't even so much like that it was just like it was so extra like that yeah. guy was so bad like that yeah, guy was no, no, like no, over the top bad and you know i'm sure there's people out there being like well have they been doing that to women you know in in film and stuff for years and for generations and you're probably right maybe you're right you know i don't know i don't i don't really think about that kind of stuff but it's like it's like glaring in your face a little bit and it's just to me it's taking away from the story for me you know mm-hmm. i'm just saying um the megan the stallion shit i know there's been a bit of an uproar about that like i don't really care i think megan the stallion's garbage to be honest with you but um i don't even know one of her songs but I, i'm sure if like they played it i'd you may know sing it. it, but it's garbage. It's she, she's a garbage artist in my opinion, okay. but bringing her in. Yeah, whatever. It's kind of dumb in my opinion, but I also don't care um, that much. It's just, I don't know. Like you said, I'm with you. Like the Emil Blonsky stuff. I was really looking forward to the abomination and maybe, you know, there's rumors that he might show up in the Thunderbolts and maybe we'll get back to it that way. But um, I don't know. It, it hasn't, it hasn't paid out for me yet. I'm not crazy about fourth wall breaking stuff. I, I'm not a big da- uh, Deadpool fan either, mm-hmm. but um, so it's not really my cup of tea. The fourth, the fourth wall breaking thing. Uh, I've read some She Hulk, and I understand that it is very. It's it's 
spot on with She-Hulk and like the books and stuff for sure. Like the 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 vein of the character and the theme of the character. Um, I, I hate know. the problem like that the episodes like just when like the episode starts getting to the good point, it's yeah. over. Right. right. I know what you like, mean. It's like right at that, like those last two or three minutes are like really good for like, I think even like episode two and three. And then all of a sudden it's like credits. And then of course they do the eight minutes of credits because I don't understand why Marvel needs, you know, <laughs> eight minutes of credits. Cause you literally start the show and you're like, all right, it's 38 minutes long. And then the episode ends at like 29 minutes and I got to sit through credits for every country and you know, nothing against other countries, but it's just <laughs> annoying. Like, yeah. then wh wh why? Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's been good. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been the worst. Um, I guess time will tell. I'm, I'm honestly, really, at this point, I'm just waiting for Daredevil to show up. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, that's right, because, yeah, he'll be in. That's really what I'm too. waiting for. Because um, I just don't know where it's going to go anymore. Like, at this point... So the the wrecking crew stuff was cool, I guess. Like, was I that liked... really cool though? Like, no, was it really wasn't. Really cool? You're right, it really wasn't. The idea of the wrecking crew was awesome, and I'm like, right out the gate, I'm like, oh, cool, the wrecking crew. That's that should be great. And then I'm like, oh, that's the wrecker. Like, I don't even know who that actor is. And the, I mean, the wrecker as a character in Marvel Universe is, a, I don't want to say he's a badass villain, but he's been around for a very long time. The mm -hmm. wrecking crew is a very well known uh villain crew in the marvel universe and i hope that's not the iteration we're getting like yeah because like in reality like we really haven't gotten i don't think other than the black order what like team have group? we gotten yeah huh? yeah Anybody? i don't whack-ass sinister six that wasn't even yeah six like members. not but the sinister yeah, like, five <laughs> yeah it's never been like a team like that of like villains where you could say hey you know like oh yeah this is from the marvel universe like right. marvel comics We've never seen anything like that or anything even close. Whether they're C or D list teams, at least the Wrecking Crew is kind of like a known, you know, they they hit all the different characters. They've been in the Avengers and Hulk and She-Hulk. Yeah. Like they, they've <clears throat> been in all these comics and then that's how you bring them is just... But I guess the main thing is like, who do they work for? You know, like, Right. And it could be their tools. I mean, it's the tools make the Wrecking Crew. So maybe this isn't the final iteration of the Wrecking Crew mm -hmm. that we're going to see. Um I don't know. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of was hoping for a little bit more. Granted, we're only four episodes in. There's still five left. Um, and like we both said, it's not horrible. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Yeah. Um, but like some high points, I, I, I like I like the actress playing She-Hulk. I think she's great. I think she's doing a really good job. Um, the CGI doesn't doesn't really bug me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me either. Um, I just think even like she even says like in one of the episodes, like, don't forget who this series is about. Right. And it's really not about her. Like, there's just too much of these other characters that are thrown in there, I feel. Like. Yeah. Then that's the thing we've, we've talked about that before in the past is that that's the that's the problem with with Marvel ever since we, we got too used to Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and all of our characters are all together. Like, that's the problem when you bring in all these Easter eggs and these characters like Trust me, I want to see them too, and I want to see them interact. But when you do that, you don't give a character any room to stand on its own and develop on its own. And not only, like you said, don't forget who this story's about. I'm not really sure what the story's about yet, right? I like, think what's... this episode four was more Wong, and it's it's interesting and funny than 
you know, he's literally come back. He was in episode three. Right. And now he's back for episode four. And I feel like he literally took over this entire episode. Like, what's the pl- I, I, I'm not entirely sure what the plot of this show is. Like, where is it going? What's it trying to do here? I mean, mm-hmm. what's her storyline? I don't yeah, know. We know nothing. And yeah. I feel like that was the one thing that you definitely didn't see it. I mean, I feel like everything in the trailers we've seen other than Daredevil. Right. I right. feel like. I mean, so. I would like to, you know, the the whole aspect of like the attorney at law, I thought that was very interesting to mm-hmm. show a superhero in the real, in like real people world as like a lawyer and stuff. They should be leaning into that heavier. Like honestly, at this point, I think I would have appreciated or been a bigger fan of every episode being almost like law and order procedural mm-hmm. where like she's doing cases against each like, so like this last one was a stupid case with the the dark elf or the light elf or whatever. But well, um, no, episode four or episode or three. episode three. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, but if you did something like that each each episode, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I guess you. I'm saying it now. It's. I mean, we had that Emil Blonsky in episode two, and then we had that one, right? And then, uh, well, they kind of blurred those two. Uh, episode three bit, was yeah. Emil, right? Two and so, three kind of was the same. We know Frogman's coming, right? Oh, so, that's right. The Frogman from the trailers. All right. So that's one other thing that we... God, I don't know where this story is going to go after. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm having... I have hope that it'll... Write, the ship will write itself and it'll it'll be good. But we'll see, man. We'll mm-hmm. see. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, right now, I'm just, you know, walking down the road, watching this, watching the episodes. I'm not right. like... You know, I'm not like, oh, God, I got to watch this before everybody spoils it like yeah daredevil's gonna show up at some point it's not like it's a spoiler because you know it's happening so mm-hmm. uh, i'll be happy when it happens and then uh you know right around the corner and we'll be watching andor so <laughs> yeah that's where right. i'm at right now and disney day and i feel like you know we're recording this the day before they're going to announce all these things you know we probably will end up going live at some point maybe one of us or both of us or who knows to talk about all the announcements for the upcoming marvel things so i haven't even started watching um the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings show yet. Oh, yeah. I watched the first two episodes. I'm going to try to get into that tonight, maybe. And if so. anybody cares, Mor- Morbius is on Netflix. Morbin so. time. I, Morbin I need time. to watch it. I never watched I never remember I, I told you I, I watched it last it? night. I literally fast forward the majority of the movie until like he starts getting his powers. <laughs> well, I had to leave the movie theater. All right. Well, so I never saw the end. Yeah. And you get to watch that. Of course, Thor, Love and Thunder. I, I asked my brother if he wanted to watch Thor Terrible and awful <laughs> is it on disney plus now yeah it's no oh. that today uh thor pinocchio the um the obi-wan like documentary yeah. jedi's return is called uh making of thor i believe and um, a couple other things that you know national geographic stuff but cool yeah i definitely want to watch the the star wars one like immediately cool so, yeah, let's what get into. Last? Let's wrap it up with like we always do. What you are currently reading? You want to start off? Because I got yeah. Uh, so I really don't have a pick of the week. I just have a lot of honorable mentions this week. Surprisingly, okay. with everything that came out. So uh, honorable mention goes out to issue six of Batman Beyond Neo Year. Wrapped up that storyline, uh, actually series because it's only a mini. Uh, does you know gives you hopes because Batman Beyond will come back in 2023 as the final pages kind of tell you. But um, good little story arc. I, I like. I kind of like how Batman Beyond does these. You know, he's done several ongoing series, but mm. also Batman Beyond has had a lot of like little mini series. 
So I did like the Neo year it does introduce the post, you know, Batman Beyond death of Bruce Wayne. So you kind of get the fallout from that. And you're going to see, I guess, going in 2023, you know, a world without Bruce Wayne, because this is going to be a, an ongoing series in 2023 without Bruce. So who does he have? You know, he doesn't really have the gadgets too much. Um, you know, where is he going to stay? He does work a little bit with Barbara Gordon um, in this mini series, So it's going to be interesting in 2023 once it launches with a new number one. Um, another honorable mention. I, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm re actually enjoying this series. Ghost Rider issue number six this week. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah. Um, Wolverine and him and just the insane stuff that's going on in this series. Like just. God, man, they are just ripping Johnny Blaze apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. just these creatures that are coming out of him. Um, but, of course, you know, like, to sell some more comics, you always bring in Wolverine because that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> any comic will do that, I guess. Like, I feel like this will definitely be, if you didn't pick up number one, this will probably be another one just because it's a cool cover and it's got Wolverine in it. Um, and then I guess last but not least, uh, we are one issue away from the final Once in Future, Once in Future mm. 29. Um Kieran Gillian, I, I we love it. Uh, Zach and I. Did you read Twenty yeah. Nine? I haven't read it yet. Oh man, you're gonna be so good. Is it uh, a cliffhanger? Um, yes and no. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely good, but they wrap up a lot of storylines. They they introduce some pretty badass stuff, and Dan Moore's art is is phenomenal. So it's been so um, good. Yeah, I, I love it. I I love the runs in future, and you know, one more issue to go for all this Athorian lore stuff, and you know, like we said, around 30 issues is a perfect way to end the yep. series. So they must have been watching, listening to podcasts. I guess, I guess. So, um, but what about you, man? What are you currently reading? So, you know, I, I didn't think about this until you said it, but I don't necessarily have a pick of the week either. But I, oh, actually, that's not true. I guess I think I do. Um, I think honorable mention for me is going to be the Dark Knights of Steel one shot. Um, I thought that was really fun. It was like Tales of the Kingdom or I something like that. Couldn't get into that, but we'll, no? we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Before I, you go into your next one, talk yeah. about it. So I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was cool. I liked seeing like some of the origin in terms of like the Robins, and I really liked the Bane storyline. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it wasn't by any means like amazing, but I, I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. What you didn't know? You know what the problem is, and I feel like this is always with uh, some series and especially now with this dark Knights of steel number one came out last year like november oh, yeah they're just like and we're only money. on issue seven and then you're giving these little one shots yeah like, just finish this it's 12 issues so that means you should finish it in a year so by doing november, the same shit with the dc versus vampires as well they're dragging oh that yeah shit the, out all too. the all-out war stuff yeah like, but yeah i don't know like i you know what the thing is i didn't even know this one shot was coming out this week and i actually had to go back and be like wait, did it finish? No, wait, no, I still have it. And I'm like, did I, did I read all the issues? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've read all seven issues. Like I know right. where I'm at, but uh, just give me the, just keep going. Like give yeah. me, I hear you. Just give me the issues. I want to finish this thing. I don't know. I think my, so my pick of the week is the, let me sure I get the issue right. Batman 127. Um, I'm really enjoying Chip Zdarsky's run on Batman. What are we, three issues in already? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know shit about Batman Zer, Zer R, but I'm really liking the way it's going. I'm, I'm loving this story. Uh, I think Zdarsky is doing a great job. I like the little uh, Catwoman storyline at the end, which mm. I think it concluded on this issue. I don't know if they're what it'll be yep. next, if it'll keep going with her or someone else, but 
kind of wraps up. I don't want to spoil it, but so there's a bit of a surprise in that in that uh, little storyline, yeah. and I'm liking it. I'm really enjoying Batman by Chip Zdarsky. I'm really enjoying Chip Zdarsky in general right now, but um, it's a great title. Uh, but yeah, that's what I am currently reading. So. So cool, everybody. Um, thanks for listening again. Uh, this will be dropping tomorrow. I say tomorrow, but on September 9th, 2022. Like Justin said, we might try to do something this weekend to kind of recap um, Disney Plus Day. Any kind of news. We might Maybe we'll go live on YouTube. Maybe we'll do a quick little recording. Both of us, one of us. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin, anything coming up for you? Uh, this weekend there is the ZapCon, which got postponed for two years. So here in New Jersey, um, Zap Comics, they, uh, they're so big and they have so many comics they actually put on their own convention basically. Mm-hmm. So up in, uh, it's at the Wayne PAL. So if you're listening to this early enough, uh, Wayne, Wayne, New Jersey, ZapCon, uh, they have like a ton of artists and writers that are going to be there, uh, and then tons of books for sale. So I'll be up there on Saturday, but most importantly, next Saturday, King Kong 3 is back. So, of course, if you don't know, we've uh, we've had Greg MTG Comics on here before talking about the King Kong show. Um, that show is on Saturday, September 17th at the APA Hotel in Island, New Jersey. You can find it at King Kong Show on Instagram. Um, obviously, it's uh, for the community, by the community. A lot of community vendors, you know, not like stores or long-time people that have been vending, you know, people that are new to vending. Um, I will be there. A lot of other people, of course, Pressable Defects will be there. Um, E-Rod, 212, the NY Warriors. Everyone's going to be kind of setting up. And I, that's only the few people that I know that are going to be setting up at that show. So uh, Saturday, September 17th, next Saturday. We are a week away. I'm so excited for that to see everybody because I feel like it's, had, it's been, what, two months since Terrificon? So yeah. it's going to be good to see everybody again. So that's all I got. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. And again, yeah, so, uh, final thing real quick, uh, based oh. on, you know, our earlier conversation of, uh, you know, suicide prevention hotline, like Zach said, you know, where you can find it, uh, 988 and or please reach out to us if you ever want to talk. Yeah. And also surprise, actually, I was going to say I have something coming up possibly on Ooh. Sunday. I'm going to be doing a whatnot sale. One of my rare whatnot <laughs> sales where um, join in. It's going to be almost complete stories, complete runs. Pretty much is what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to make room. I'm not really caring too much about what the prices go. So I'm going to be pricing them at like a dollar, $2 a book. That's it. Probably to start off for complete stories, complete runs on whatnot. So check out the Manimal. Find me on whatnot. Going to be Sunday, probably 10 a.m. my time, which is mountain time. Um, noon or central or Eastern time, Eastern, noon yeah. Eastern time, nine Pacific time. But yeah, so complete runs, complete sets. Come get them. Come get it all. Get it at the shit out of my house. So that's what I'm trying to do. I need to make some room. Nice. So anyway, but like Justin said, you know, all things aside, reach out for help if you ever need help. And uh, we will catch you guys later. Peace out.